Why Watch That is a podcast featuring the critic and referee who go head-to-head on a quest to discover the best movies and TV shows Hollywood has to offer. Expect the unexpected from the critic. Well, nothing gets past the ref. We do all the work. So you don't have to. Welcome Welcome to to Why Watch Watch That. We're on Twitter. What? We're on Facebook. What's a Facebook? We're on Instagram. <laughs> and we are on the WWW. But guess what else we're on? What? We're on YouTube! Oh! <laughs> YouTube! That's right. We have our own channel. Oh. Yes, there you can find our episodes, some trailers, and a whole lot more we're cooking up. And we have a very, very special opportunity for you. That's right. If you subscribe at YouTube, our channel there, this month of July, you will be entered to win a custom watching plan from Why Watch That. If you win, yeah, we'll tell you, hey, here's some things for you, just you, to check out. We will curate that thing for you. Ew, why watch that? We're kind of nice over here, aren't we? We sure are. So if you're interested in that, and heck, you should be on the YouTube anyway. The YouTube. See, I was saying like, oh, man. <laughs> Not just a YouTube. <laughs> be on the YouTube anyway at our channel, Why Watch That. Subscribe in July, and maybe you'll know what to watch from here forth. So why watch that TV talk? Hey everybody, it is time for a TV talk. It is hot. And the ref is making me speak français, le français. Well, not that French. <laughs> wipe your mic down for all that. Le français, yes, I'll say it like a normal person. Yes, um, it's hot. It's, it's il fait show. Il fait show. <laughs> very hot here um i'm in la you're in new york i know it's hot there this is hot (laughs) and if you are not trying to get into some either movie theater or staying at home Mm. well we have actually we just have a reason for you to stay at home watch some tv because you will be much cooler there (laughs) (laughs) we have uh we we just we have a very short Petite, little, tiny little, itty bitty little episode (laughs) (laughs) with some series premieres on Comedy Central. There's a new show called Southside. Now, when I hear the words Southside, I'm thinking of Chicago. I'm thinking of the real Chicago. Mm. But then I also see Comedy Central and I'm real confused. (laughs) Real confused. Well, both are possible. (laughs) So it is uh, on Chicago's South Side. That's where it's set. And it's uh, created by people and and, uh, starring people from the South Side. Oh. 
of Chicago. So, uh, but it is a comedy, <laughs> of course. <laughs> so the setup is this, Ref. We have uh, two guys, they just graduated from community college. <laughs> so their names are Simon and Kareem. And Simon and Kareem, they're like, look, the world is our oyster. We about to get this. Okay. <laughs> now they currently work at a rent to own store. Okay. So that's where they were working. And uh, Kareem's brother, uh, his name is Quincy, is the manager. Now, now they actually are brothers. They're twin brothers, the actors playing brothers on the show. Oh, so. okay. Yeah. So, you know, but you would think that the that Quincy, the manager, is older. That's the way it's set up. <laughs> okay. So, you know, he's there. Simon and Kareem are now looking for new jobs. I mean, they don't want to be in a rent-to-own store anymore. <laughs> um, and Simon actually finds a job. You know, he has great communication skills, all that. Kareem finds it difficult. He's going through what you would expect. He gets into this interview and they're like, okay, so what college is that again you went to? I had never heard of it. <laughs> all right. Now, in addition to all of this, uh, just a little segue, you do get through this show. They do poke uh, fun at certain stereotypes. So for instance, Simon has like three kids and three different baby mamas. Oh, yes. And he has to, he's in court being sued for child support. But he's like, I paid child support. <laughs> so you have that. You also have this running joke where, uh, why don't you know how to swim? Okay. Little Rel Howry shows up as a guest star because he's from Chicago. He's from Southside, yeah. Yes, he is. So he shows up as one of the employees at the Rich Ode store. That was a lot of fun. So, okay, so you have that also in the mix. Now, the question is, will they be able to get out of the store? And the thing is, they want to, not only because it's a rent-to-own store, but also because it's difficult as an employee to get back some of the merchandise that has been rented out if the people don't pay their money anymore. <laughs> and of course, if you don't pay, if you miss a payment, it goes through the roof what you owe the store. So there's one, one a chronic offender who you don't want to mess with, and they're tasked with going in to get his Xbox. <laughs> Now, to help with this, there are two local cops who are supposedly there, you know, the liaise with the community, you know, they're from the community, all of that. Uh, but does that work out? That's the question. And will Simon be able to keep his new job or will he need to come back to the rent-to-own store? All of that is episode one. Okay. Now, as you can tell from this show, what we expect is we get more of these kinds of situations where Kareem and Simon have to try to better themselves. Will they succeed? Well, it's a comedy. We'll find out. Uh, now, the other thing to keep in mind about Southside is it's really a workplace comedy. It's really what it is. Okay. It's a workplace comedy from a new perspective. And I think the combination of those two things in the first episode, that's all I've seen, worked. I actually kind of liked it. Oh. So, yeah, and this is uh, surprising. You know, I can be tough when yes. it comes to half-hour comedies. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, but I liked it. I didn't think they were too over the top. I think they were smart. I could tell that there was thinking here. They obviously know the South Side. That's where they're from. Right. I just like the way how they chose what to make fun of, how they still had a storyline going, how they had certain actors do certain things. You will see other guest stars like Lil Rel 
in the future. So I think I, I think if they keep that up breath, if they don't go too deep, get too far away from it being a workplace comedy, and what does that look like on the South Side, I think they'll be fine and I'll keep watching. Nice, 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 nice. I love it when we can find sweet little jewels in unexpected places. Let's move on to Netflix, Another Life. Mm. Now, if you know anything about Netflix, they are putting out a show literally every single minute. (laughs) I wasn't expecting you to say minute. (laughs) There is a new show. (laughs) There's one other one. There's another one. Oh my gosh. So we have to really go through this quickly. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, this is sci-fi, everybody. Um, And it's a familiar sci-fi. I'll put it that way. So what happens is uh, at the opening of this series, There's this woman, she seems to be some sort of social media person, maybe, some sort of social media celebrity. She has a following, and she's about to record a new posting. And out of her window, she lives in this beautiful apartment. Out of her window, we see an alien spacecraft. Okay. It's shaped like the infinity symbol. What? And it drops something down on Earth. She's shocked. She does can't believe what she's seen. We cut away from that. We go to later on, and now they don't know what this artifact, they call it, what this artifact is on Earth for. It's transmitting something to another planet. They figured out what where this other planet is, and they're going to send a team of astronauts to go to the planet to figure out whether this is a hostile presence or not. Wait, so what they dropped... That's the artifact? Yes. That's, okay, yes. Yeah, thank you for asking that because that needs to be clear. So that artifact, again, is what was dropped. It is what's transmitting something to this uh, planet, this gotcha. alien gotcha. planet. Gotcha. Okay. So this team of astronauts is going to be led by Nico, who's played by Kat- Katie Sackhoff. Now, Katie Sackhoff is no stranger to sci-fi TV. She was one of the stars of Battlestar Galactica in the 2000s. Okay. So she's here. She has a husband played by Justin Chatwin and a young daughter. Uh, The husband works for the government as, I will say, a communications expert. Let's put it that way. Okay. So while he's on Earth, he's going to be trying to communicate with this artifact. And she's going to lead a team of 10 astronauts who will be awake, actually, to go to this planet. Okay, or wh- however many there are of them. Now, on this uh, spacecraft, it's actually not hers. She's not the captain of it. There's another person who's a captain. But she has been put in charge. So what do you think happens? Now, in her past... When she uh, previously led a team, it didn't end well. So why is she in charge? Right. Well, you'll find out. She has certain skills. Now, the thing is, on this ship, because of her presence, people don't trust her. That does lead to a mutiny. I won't tell you led by whom. But how can she handle that? Will she be able to or not? Will she be imprisoned? Will somebody die? What is going on? Forget the aliens, just with the people. Also on the ship, the uh, AI presence is a holograph. Oh. But he looks like a real person, a real dude. He configures himself to look in a way that would be pleasing to Nico. 
So that's an interesting little thing. And back on Earth, again, her husband is trying to communicate with the artifact. Does he succeed? How? What's going on? What happens if they lose communication between each other? And so on and so forth. And then in the end, what happens if and when they actually arrive at this planet, will they get what they're looking for? Mm. So, let me tell y'all something. Please. I was thinking, ref, arrival. Obviously, communicating yes. with the artifact. You, mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. There I'm are there. part. Yeah, there are parts of it that are like alien on the ship. Okay. Uh, you you think of um, Lost in Space, mm. which is also now on Netflix as a new TV show. Okay. Like everything in this was so familiar. So then the question is, it has to come down to execution because you're not really coming up with new ideas. Right. Uh, as far as the way it looks, mm, I don't know Netflix. A little more money, maybe. Little money. It's not terrible, but I mean, sci-fi could have done better. Ooh, okay. A little better. I'll put it that way. Okay, so I don't know about the visuals. They're not really going to pull you in. They're fine. They're passable. The writing. Ugh. Some of this stuff is just not good. There is, ref, there's this whole mutiny with Nico. One of the, the people, I'm not giving it away, says to her, how can we trust you? Because we know when the chips come down, you know, when the chips fall, you're going to be more concerned about your, your daughter than us. Duh! I mean, what? what? That's the reason? That makes no sense. Well, then I can say, well, you have friends on Earth. You're going to be more concerned about them than the people in this vessel. It makes no sense, that reasoning. Yes, she has a daughter. <laughs> like, can't you write something a little more compelling than that? Plus, the dialogue just isn't that great. Uh, the whole thing with the husband and the daughter back on Earth, I'm not interested. Now, what he's doing with the artifact, I think they could have developed more. Uh, mm. But that is what it is. And so I saw the first three episodes and then I skipped to the final one. <laughs> Just to see where they were ending this. And I, I was looking at the, it, the last episode going, okay, I'm done. <laughs> I am done with this. But I will say everybody, if you like this kind of outer space sci-fi, you might want to check it out. I love I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I love that genre. That's why I watched more than I would have otherwise. Uh, just because I'm okay with, okay, we're on the spacecraft going on. It's just difficult uh, in comparison to so many other things that we have to stick with another life. <laughs> we do not advise you doing that, listeners watching. Look, you do whatever you want with your Netflix account. <laughs> well, I read the descriptions, Ref. I was like, oh, one of this final episode. <laughs> I'm done. I don't have time for all of this nonsense. Because there's also this, there's also this pathogen, I'll say, that gets out on the ship and oh. this problem. Uh. Well, okay. <laughs> Moving on to the boys, which I hope you finished. No. <laughs> <laughs> It's on Amazon Prime. It's already got picked up for season two. Um, it is starring a very, very familiar Keith Urban, who is, for the first time, not in a costume. <laughs> Wait, did I say that right? Keith Urban? Yeah, uh, oh, Carl yeah. Urban. Carl, Carl. I was like, Keith, that sounds... That's, like, that's country that's, singer. I was going to see that. That's Nicole Kidman's husband. That's not, please, scratch that. It is not Keith Urban. Carl Urban from infamously from the Lord of the Rings and then later on from Thor Ragnarok. 
and, uh, and other things. Um, but he's not in a costume. However, this is about costumes or those who are in it and abusing powers. Literally. <laughs> yes. And this is another comic book TV show coming to us. Um, so here's what happens. We meet uh, Chewie. And he's played by Jack Quaid. Yes, Jack Quaid. Guess whose son he is? Mm. So he works, uh, he, essentially, this is what's going on with Huey. He's very, very smart. He knows a lot about technology, but he works at a place that's like a radio shack. Mm. And he has a hard time asserting himself. So his girlfriend is like, look, you need to tell your boss that you need a raise. You're going to go for it. He just can't bring himself to say the words. So we see after this failed attempt to get his raise, he's with his girlfriend. They're walking down the street. They're having fun together. They're in love. And then something happens to said girlfriend uh, due to the actions of a superhero. Mm. She ain't no more. Mm. Now, this obviously upsets Huey. And in this world though, superheroes are a brand. There is a group of superheroes, okay? They all work together. And uh, there are seven of them. They're called the seven. <laughs> and they essentially, you know, protect people from bad stuff happening, ostensibly. That's what they are supposed to be doing. And uh, they're uh, led by Elizabeth Shue's character, oh. Madeline. She's the vice president of Vought International, the company behind the seven. And this is like any other mega media company. Oh, the company behind the seven. Mm-hmm. So they are employed to be in the seven. Oh. And they have social media presences. They have uh, all kinds of handlers. The way that they rescue people is set up. Whoa. So all of this, it's, it's just like a regular media company. What would they do? That's what's happening. They are branding. They are trademarking being a superhero. Sounds like the tick. <laughs> kind of, right? Uh, but is this funny? I'll come back to that. Oh. So, okay, you have this kind of setup. Interesting idea. Yeah. And all of these superheroes are terrible people. Oh. We see it. They're fake in front of the camera, literally. And behind the camera, they are horrible. Horrible people. But there's a new member of the seven who needs to be chosen because one of them is retiring. And this new member is squeaky clean. She's her mother raised her to, to be a good person to help people. She's the real deal. And she gets chosen, you know. So, you know, she's she's the all-American girl. Mm. And that's how she wants to present herself. But when she comes to the seven the first time and meets one of the members, played by Chase Crawford, the deep, he's called, because he has power over, like, water and all that stuff. She tells him, hey, he was like, look, you probably had a, a, a crush on the head of the seven, on the head guy. She's like, no, I mean, he's like, Jesus, you know. No, not he's too squeaky clean. It was really you. I had a poster of you on the wall. How does he respond? It ain't good. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So that's where we're going with the boys. So we oh. know they're terrible. Now, what about the boys? Who are the boys? Well, this is where we have Carl Urban's character, Billy, who hates superheroes. 
knows the truth about them, claims to be an FBI agent. Is he? Is he not? Was he formally or not? I won't give that away. And in some way, he meets up with Huey. Remember, Huey's girlfriend was killed. Yeah. And at he essentially, he takes the wool off of Huey's eyes. He shows him the truth about what's going on. And from then on, they team up along with two other others to be the boys. Ah. This group of four guys who are going to take down the seven, but they are not superheroes. So how can they do this? Well, they have some tricks up their sleeve. And the question is, the newest member of the seven, what's she gonna do in response to the abuse that she is taking and seeing? Mm. Hmm. So. <clears throat> wow. Okay, that's very sobering. Yeah. <laughs> Now, for the review, uh, this is the thing. The pacing was not right. It felt, they felt a little too settled in the story. It needed to have a pulse. It needed to have an urgency. It was a little too laid back, especially when you have this clash between just these horrible superheroes doing terrible things. Just whatever you can think of, okay? And it, you should see the opening credits Ref, I mean, the, op the before they get to the opening credits, uh -huh. they start every episode, they give warnings. Every warning in the book, <laughs> you just look straight down and go, okay, everything is in this episode that's bad. Oh. So then you're thinking, well, is this comedic? Right? Right. Is we're going yeah, to yeah. Seth Rogen is an executive producer. Oh. But it's not funny. Oh. Like, it's not funny. And when they try to be funny, it's really not that funny. So, I, I mean, I don't know. Like, if you like this premise, then I could see you watching it and it, it being fine. It, but if you're going to do this kind of take where it's very dark, you need to have a spin on it or at least some energy that keeps it moving forward. As is, it's fine. I don't know that that's enough to really go through some of the things that happened here. So that's the boys. It'll be up to the listeners to determine whether it's for them or not. Well, like I said, they've already renewed it for a season two, yeah. but maybe it's called Why Watch That. Maybe if this is too much, maybe you should wait for The Watchmen, which mm -hmm. dives into similar territory. Right, and but see, that's not going to be a comedy. This is supposed to be no. a comedy. Oh, okay. Well, if you don't want it comedic, <laughs> stick with the tick first season. All right, moving <laughs> on. Pennyworth on Epics. Now, seen a lot of advertisement for this. Uh, Epics, again, is really holding strong, trying to put out original content. Some's been great. Some has been challenging. Uh, but Pennyworth is its new member. Hmm. And who's Pennyworth? Well, it's Alfred Pennyworth. <laughs> now, who is that? Think Bruce Wayne's butler. Yeah. But this is young Alfred before he met Thomas Wayne, Bruce oh. Wayne's father. Interesting. Mm. So we see he's just come out of um, being a, a British soldier. He was in the army. Right. Um, and now he needs to start his career. He's living with his parents. <laughs> and they are a, 
pieces of work, especially the father. The father is as ornery as they get. He's no. looking at Alfred going, you need to go get a real job. <laughs> I think you are. You could have a, a great career as someone's uh, valet, work your way up to head of staff in a house. Ah, gotcha. And don't look at me like that. I have a job. You want to look down at me, Alfred? Now, Alfred has other designs. He wants to start a security company. Hmm. He's qualified. He was a soldier. And he was a special kind of soldier. And we see in flashbacks what that was like. And there are two war buddies of his uh, that may be a part of this company if he can get it off the ground. Mm. Now, at the moment, though, he is working as a bouncer at a club. Now, oh. this is still Alfred. Wait, and this is like 1950s, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, okay. exactly. So it's a period piece, and which is a nice touch. Yeah. And, you know, he's a bouncer at this club, uh, but it's Alfred. So how does he perform right. pretties? Well, you'll find out. <laughs> and as, uh, as the bouncer, this is when he first encounters Thomas Wayne, Bruce Wayne's Batman's uh, father. Uh, Thomas Wayne's sister's in there, and he's come to collect. Mm-hmm. So... As a result of this exchange, we see how Alfred bounces. <laughs> and uh, Thomas Wayne essentially says, hey, here's my card in case, you know, we need to do some business later on. Mm. Okay. Or maybe it's the other way around. Maybe it's Alfred who gives Thomas Wayne his card. Okay. He's trying to start that security company. Now, this has such huge consequences him giving Thomas Wayne his card which I will not give away but this is the thing that ultimately connects them again later on in the first episode and in circumstances that are terrible mm. because at the club Alfred meets a gal of course that he wants to take out they start dating well there is this criminal syndicate that wants to overturn the government in Great Britain, and they are kidnapping certain important people. Oh. Now, how does this affect Alfred, his girlfriend, and Thomas Wayne? That's the question. It does. It connects all three of them. And in the end, the question is, will they be able to get out of it alive? Of course, one of them at least does. Two right. of them does. Right, right. And what about Alfred's parents? Okay. <laughs> because if Alfred is in danger, he's essentially being blackmailed and threatened. Mm. The people around him are in danger as well. Oh, dear. So that's as far as I'll go for episode one of this inaugural season. And now let's talk about whether this is worth watching or not. Please. Um, overall, I enjoyed it. Not that this is something great, but I thought it was good. I liked the period piece stuff. I liked seeing that. I liked the whole spin on who Alfred is. Yeah. Is he really feeling Thomas Wayne? Maybe not so much. So how are they going to get together? It's probably coming later on. Yes. Because now it's about him starting the security company. So that was nice. Um, it had a nice uh, flow to it in the first episode. The question will be, will they be able to re reciprocate that in uh, subsequent episodes? Because we know that doesn't always happen. So mm -hmm. I'll be watching for that. Uh, but I do have to say at the very end of the episode, it goes completely comedic unexpectedly. 
And I was thinking, okay, what kind of show is this? I mean, I really was laughing out loud, but at the same time, I was like, this seemingly came out of nowhere. It was hilarious though. So the question's gonna be, will they be able to have enough bad guys for us to be interested? And will they be able to develop Alfred enough in a way that's compelling leading up to him obviously working for Thomas Wayne. They have a lot of material to work through here. I just think they need to be careful in what they choose to show and how slow they're gonna be in developing things. Don't make it slow, but so far so good. So if you like uh, the Batman world, or if you just like this kind of uh, comic book show, I would say check it out. Um, I think Epics might have something, but of course we won't know until more of the episodes have aired. This is interesting. I think it's an interesting concept of diving into a very unexpected dive. I mean, many people like to, you know, go to the penguin when they're young or go to, you know, something like that. But what about Alfred? Yes. Well, we'll find out. Or you just skip to the finale like the (laughs) critic does. (laughs) Just kidding. Now, listen, I told you it was hot. Hot outside. Why not get inside and watch some television? You've got... You got how many shows? You've got one, two, three. You got four new shows to check out. Some of them, if you really want to dig around and ask for somebody's code, you can ask for for Epics. Or there's always Comedy Central, Netflix, Amazon Prime, whatever the case. Come out of the cold, come out of the heat, and cool off with a brand new TV show. Thanks for listening. For additional resources, visit whywatchthat.com. Good idea, and we'd love to hear from you. So go ahead and leave comments, feedback, and you can rate us on iTunes. We'll see you next week. See you.